coffee and your Bible. Good morning, Saints. Today, morning. what is today? Today is Thursday. Today is Thursday, February 9th, 9th in the year of our Lord, 2023, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbins. We're going to sing one of our songs called Vessel. Make the silver line. 
We're in the book of Titus. We're in chapter two today. We got a lot of people from our congregation that are in prayer meeting this morning out at Rockabilly's, right? Mm-hmm. They have prayer meeting every Thursday morning out at Rockabilly's. Uh, it's a coffee shop in Carthage, Tennessee, and they're being a witness. They're living out loud, letting their faith shine. And uh, that's one of the main things we want to do at Church Without Walls. Let's let our faith shine. All right, praise God. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's good to be with you. Hey, you guys are here, so thank you for being here. And uh, we'll just jump right in this morning. Titus chapter 2 is a very, very good chapter. Let, let, let me, uh, I'm going to read to you something Adam Clark, which is a very, very famous commentary. Anybody that's a studier knows the name Adam, Adam Clark. He says this, Few portions of the New Testament excel this chapter. It may well form the creed, system of ethics, and textbook of every Christian preacher. Does any man inquire what is the duty of a gospel minister? Send him to the second chapter of the epistle of Titus for a complete answer. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Because Titus is, Titus is a good book, and like I said, it's a small book, but it is packed. I mean, it's like when Paul was writing this, he was really thinking about what he needed to say because he condensed a lot of things that are very, very powerful. So with that being said, that brings us to chapter 2, verse 1, and we'll just take it as we go. We're going to start with verse 1, and also, if you'll notice in the uh, titles, I put Titus 2, 1, and I'm going to stop putting the ending verse because I never know how far I'm going to get. I keep, I always try to guess I'll get this far, so I'll put this many verses, but I just can't ever tell. Sometimes I'll, I get moved with things that I don't realize I'm going to get moved about, and uh, so I'm just going to put where we're starting. Yeah, I chase rabbits, my wife says. No, I said sometimes we Sometimes we chase rabbits. There you go. But as for you, now remember what we're coming out of. Uh, verse 16 of chapter 1 says, they profess to know God. And remember, I say this often, but you need to always remember, this letter was not written with chapters and verses, by the way. That was added for our studying. But they profess to know God, but in works, they deny him being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. They're claiming that they're followers of Jesus, but their lives are saying that they are not. Their lives disqualify them. And so he's already been telling them, and I want you to set some things in order there. That brings us to chapter 2, verse 1. It says, but as for you, and here's what he's saying, Titus, you're not like them. But as for you, Titus, here's what you need to do, okay? Speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. So Titus is different, and sound doctrine here means right living. It carries with it, this sound doctrine carries with it. And in this text, we're going to see that he's not talking about just thinking right. He's talking about doing right and living right. And he's saying, but as for you, 
You okay, sweetheart? I think we're having an earthquake. Is it good? Okay. There's another rabbit. See, that was Lisa's rabbit. Okay. But speak the things, all right, speak the things which are proper or good for sound doctrine. And as we're going to see, it's not just right thinking, but right living and doing. This this whole this is this is a chapter of teach them how. Titus, teach them how. Teach them how. Speak the things which become good doctrine. Verse 2, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, and in patience. Uh, okay, let's stop there just a second. So, sound doctrine, right living, not just uh, right living that goes along with Christianity. Probably one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest problems is lives not matching confession lives not matching confession so what paul is telling titus to do is exactly what jesus said to his disciples in matthew 28 do you remember that matthew 28 go ye into all the world and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and what's the next bit verses 19 20 teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Teaching them to observe. This is something that's easy to get lost. And, and we start thinking, okay, yeah, that's the right way. That's the right way. But observing means to do it. It means to obey it. It means not to just hear it, but do it. And Jesus told parables about those that hear the word, but then... They don't do the word, okay? So we're supposed to be not just hearers, but hearers and doers. And so he says, okay, be sure to teach the older men. Now, of course, this has to be done gently. Titus would be younger than them, and, and a younger man has to be careful how he's teaching an older man because you must be respectful. Uh, older men in the culture, you know, you need to be respectful and you need to honor your elders and in doing that, though, we teach the men, teach older men to be sober. Remember, we're talking about the older men of Crete. Now, we can apply it to any place in the world, but we're talking about these older men. Teach them to be sober. Now, the word sober can carry within it. It certainly can fit not being given to alcohol, but it's more than that. I mean, the word sober means, it means uh, just it means um, reverent. It means temperate, you know. It means um, calm in judgment, right? It means think right. You know, don't be rash. Teach the older men to think right. Why? Because the older men need to guide the younger people in the, in the community. They need to be the ones everybody's looking to. They're the elders of the community. And they're supposed to be the examples of what Christianity looks like. If anybody should bear the marks of Christianity, it should be the older Christians in the town. They should be the ones. And the older men should give you a perfect example, being sound and, and having good doctrine. They should be sober. They should be reverent. You know what that means. 
temperate means control themselves. The older man should have learned by now, Brother Charles should have learned by now at 72 how to control himself. Here you go. Sober. Disciplined. Disciplined. Down to earth. Earnest. Level-headed. Level-headed. I like that. Clear-headed. Dispassionate. Right. So, so you say, oh, well, that has to do with drinking too much. Well, certainly if you drink too much, you're not level-headed. But what I want you to understand is in the Scripture, when it uses the word sober, it's not always talking about alcohol. Right. You know, a man could not drink and still not be level-headed. Level yeah. Be a hothead. He could be a hothead. Exactly. Or or right. Exactly. Sound, temperate, temperate, temperate. Sound in the faith. Okay, I, I jotted down some things. Anyway. They should be sound in the faith. I, I can't see anything that I jotted down that's different. He, he needs to be strong in the faith. What faith are we talking about? The faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. The faith of this thing called Christianity, which in this day was, was even known as, get this, the way. Followers of the way. Why would they call Christianity the way? Well, in the early days, it was seen as the way because Christians were so different than the rest of the world. They were not only, they were, they were different. They stood out because they were not like the culture. When a person became a follower of Jesus and they took his yoke and they began following his teachings, it really set them different. They set, they were set apart as different people in the culture. And, and then they became known as followers of the way because that way was so different, it stood out. It's the, the Christian stood out. If he was really following the Lord, just like Jesus stood out, just like the apostles stood out. As this went on, years later, the followers of the Lord stood out. And so the older, men, the older men need to be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in the faith, in love. The older men should really be the, the, the rocks of the community to show people what it looks like to love. Man. In patience. What, babe? Nothing. Steadfastness. Is that Steadfast what you said? Yeah. yeah. Resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering, firmly fixed and not subject to change. Firm in belief and determination, loyal and faithful. Amen. So and when, all that is in steadfast. In steadfast, yeah. <laughs> and all that when when the elders when the elders of a community are not upholding these things, what do you think the younger people is going to do? Because that's the examples that they're looking at. Amen. That's the examples that they're and in patience. You know, this carries, patience carries with it that same thing, you know. Uh, it, don't, it doesn't mean being passive, never doing anything, but he's not, again, he's not a hothead. He's patient. He's calm. He's level-headed. He's steadfast. He's immovable. You know, you're not going to shake him from where he is. He knows what he believes. He's strong in what he believes. And he stands on what he believes, whether anybody else does or not. That's what we need. Verse 3. Teach the older men this. And then it says, the older women likewise. Look at that. Look at that word likewise. New King James Version here. The older women likewise. So then all of these things apply to the older women as well. 
the matriarchs of the community, the matriarchs of the church, the older women in the church. Let's talk about what he says to them. They be reverent in behavior. Now, this reverent in behavior carries with it also the thought in the Greek, as I've studied this out, it carries with it how they dress, how they present themselves. The older women are the women that should be the example in the community on how they carry, how a woman should carry herself. How should a woman carry herself? Look at the older women. They should tell you. Amen? Not slanderers. Now, I wanted to, I wanted to get on this just a little bit. The verb used here, doilo, no, not the verb there, slander, the word here is the same word that is used for devils. Slanderers, devils, not slanderers. The same word used for devils. That is to say, slander and gossip is doing the devil's work. Slander and gossip is doing the devil's work. And so the older women in the congregations should not ever be slanderers and gossips. They should be the ones, the older, mature women should be the ones that are teachers and showing people what an older woman looks like and what a good Christian woman should be like. Can I get an amen? amen. That's the truth. Again, it says to them, not given to much wine. Uh, as you study this out, you find that in the Roman culture and in the Greek culture, older women were prone to be slaves to the drink. They were very, very given to wine. And so he says, look, the older women in the congregation and the Christians cannot be given to wine. And that is the word that I said a minute ago, doilo, means slaves to the drink. They can't be slaves to the drink. Not given to much wine. Teachers of good things. Older women are to be teachers of good things. They should not be teaching younger people or younger women how to slander and gossip. The older women should be teaching the younger women other things. Now, this is interesting because uh, they are to be teachers of good things. Verse 4, that they admonish the young women or teach the young women. So Paul is saying, Timothy, don't directly teach the young women, but teach the old women to teach the young women. Titus. Titus. Thank you, Brother Charles. Titus. That uh, They teach the young women to do what? Love their husbands. Teach young women how to love their husbands. This is something you older sisters need to do is teach the younger women how to love their husbands. Because now you've kind of learned, you've learned how, right? Just like, just like we've learned as we get older, we learn a lot of mistakes we make when we're young. I mean, men, I would say likewise for men too. I mean, older men should teach younger men how to love their wives. I mean, honestly, because we're living in a culture that we're not really taught good how to love each other. People get married, kids get married today, and, and, and people are not teaching one another. They're not uh, uh, leading one another. Hi, babe. Hi. And if she came, she must want to say something. I'm an older woman. Yay. Um, <clears throat> and one of the struggles that I have was this has not been the practice in the church. So 
I found myself at times in my younger light walk saying, where are the older women? Um, so find you one. They're out there. And ladies, if you don't feel like you are up to the task, get in the word. You know, because if we're going to teach them how to love their husbands, we're going to have to first figure it out. And I'm still working on it after 36 years of marriage. So it's a it's a live and learn. What'd you say the other day? This is a marathon. It's a marathon. Not a sprint. Yes, it's a marathon. So, but yeah. if we know enough to know um, that we're supposed to be this, you know, then we then that in itself is a responsibility. So get in there and dig it out. Amen. 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 You I saying, don't want the next generation to have to do to, mm -hmm. to stand up and say, "Where are the older women?" Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Got you. Amen. Amen.